content is over. Well, I recorded it on the other channel, so we have 15 minutes for our Patreon members. The exclusive Tell Me Where to Turn content. But for the rest of you that are just consuming this free on Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store, this is episode 137 of Tell Me Where to Turn. Free gratis. It's free and gratis. You're joined by the three primary hosts of the show. Show That would be me, Tommy2 underscore zero on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11. And you can find me at PointBreak underscore Dave. So it's been and a little while. At Word to Turn Pod. Or we can just plug the show. That's fine, too. It's been a little while since we've been what together. What other show have you appeared on? Well, that's what I was going to say. So we may have been off for the holidays, but I didn't stop podcasting over the holidays. I just took my well, talents to a different podcast. He took it to another podcast and to an entire other podcast network. Yeah, we're not really what? on. We're not really on what I would call a podcast network. Well, you were interviewed on one technically. Yeah, I'm talking about this show. Oh, okay. So I didn't really take my talents to another network. I just took my talents to a network. <laughs> and, and what's funny how was is... was it being on Back Porch Racing? <laughs> That's a joke for just Tommy. Yes. I feel like they never got past episode six, but we've got the title right, so it could come back. No, well, it was oddly comfortable for me to be on there because... One of the two voices on the show, just for some reason, and I'm not sure why, just seemed oddly familiar. But it's well, a completely different guy's name. Definitely not anybody that's on this show. Just well, you've, oddly comforting. You've met KJ before, so you know what his voice sounds like. Yeah, he's been on this show. But yeah, I was on the 2019 year in review episode of Partial Recall for about 10 minutes. The episode was uh, the January 2nd episode, if you'd like to look it up, but I was recounting... What was that episode? Did they watch like the 2018 ball drop and just talk about it? We talked about Ebola and Nina Pham for a while. (laughs) That's why we needed Tommy. (laughs) Because what, what 2019 recap wouldn't be complete without a 2014 news story? Was she on the podcast? Oh man. I remember wish. remember what we were talking about in premium content? Just think yeah. Mac, Mark McLemore, eight Nina Fam, eight Mark McLemore, <laughs> then we're getting close. <laughs> for the Patreon version. So it's good anyway, to be I thought you were I thought you were great on there. You did a fantastic job. Well thanks. Really good uh so I mean you, you know, just like you uh, just listen to it on your you just listen to it on your podcast device. You wouldn't have any first hand knowledge of how I did. Um no, I mean not until I listen to the episode. Yeah. I subscribe to partial recall and you know, when it pops up, I'm like, I gotta listen to this right away. Absolutely, as do I. I never actually listen to it, but I think that. <laughs> so happy new year, happy twenty twenty, you guys. Are, are you going around referring to this as the Roaring Twenties? No, that needs to go away. And if I see one more person post the I'm Barbara Walters, this is 2020 meme, I'm oh. like, 
there's going to be Claymore kicks to my entire family. Well, as you can imagine, since I work in a highly corporate environment, the people who love to complain about it being Monday, and we talked about that in our Pet Peeves episode, you don't think the, hey, happy new decade line of humor is alive and well in corporate America? So you can pretty much right now... Go ahead. Oh, I said pretty much right now everything is the funniest, the best of the decade, or it's been a decade since anything's been done. Yeah. And it's funny to them every single time. I haven't talked to you since last decade. Exactly. Exactly. That's the funniest thing I've heard this decade. With talk that uh, technically it's not a new decade, because the new decade doesn't start until you get to one. You never start counting anything with zero. This is actually the end of the decade this year. Next year's the beginning. I'm just there. saying. There. If you want to kill the room completely, that's my advice. That's oh. kind of my whole point. You just took the crowd out of this podcast with that point. <laughs> I, I, it's a perfect example. I'm not saying I'm you know, going around doing that myself, but it's just good advice. It's like being at an episode of Raw and then hearing the no way Jose music hit and just everybody just kind of sits down and they're like, well, well, I just hope they're not fighting Lucha house party. Did you guys do any traveling for the uh, holiday season? I did. Yeah. In law, in law visiting. I want to talk in law visiting unless uh, Tommy, you got some off the top here. Uh, no, because I also visited the in-laws, so I'd love to talk about it and how how just remarkably fun it is. <laughs> well, let's start by saying, and this is going to get really uh, bizarre, kind of like hearing a familiar voice on the podcast. I uh, Christmas part one was with my family. Christmas part two was with the in-laws. Christmas part one, it was really weird. Went home. Tommy was also there with his family. I know. Visiting. What are the odds of that? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. But um, the very strong move was pulled by, uh, by both Tommy and myself of leaving our kids with the grandparents and then getting a hotel the entire stay for Christmas with the family. And that has never been better. You just sneak out, you know, a little bit after dinner and go have some nice drinks in the hotel bar. Yeah. Have your own shower. You're not right. sharing. You're not sleeping on a couch. Right. Plenty of room for activities. Wow. That is, that's, that's top notch right there. But, uh, oh, good. I would say the ability to just execute on that. They, they get the sign off for it, but I guess, you know, all they want to do is see the kids anyway. Indeed. And, uh, then went out to the in laws, did that, uh, you know, I think four days out there. Was told that play would not, would not go over well. <laughs> That play is not a uh, good storyline culminating in a title change. Not out west? No, no. So 
went out there, but uh, and enjoy my in-laws, enjoy the whole time out there. It's the little things, man. Like, so we were in the guest room first night. I kid you not, I woke up. It had to be 85 degrees in that room. <laughs> like where you wake up and you're just like pouring sweat like you ran a marathon. And then, you know, so the next morning you're uh, you're trying not to be that house guest. You're trying to let it be known, but not in a not in a complaint sort of way. Oh, side note on there. So let me ask you guys how you play this. So I wake up middle of the night like i've already kicked all the covers off like still can't sleep like incredibly hot do you do you go sleep on the uh go sleep in the living room or then do you have to answer like way too many questions the next day of huh noticed uh what's going on here yeah so i know a good counselor so is the if it's the middle of the night and everybody's sleeping, is the play of just going and adjusting the thermostat on the table? Whoa. I think we have, we have insane audio. We have lost audio connection to Point Break Dave. And we have picked up audio connection with a mouse, it sounds like. This is amazing. I've never seen Special. anything like this. Special 840 guest. What is that? Dave, if you can hear us, we cannot hear you, and you sound like the ticket mouse. It's actually got some kind of a nice beat to it as well. Yeah. A little Somebody's techno beat. I mean, I, I've, I've seen this set performed uh, in lieu of Pearl Jam before. <laughs> I've, I've, I've experienced this. Dead mouse? I've seen Dead Mouse. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Dave, can you hear us? No, that's 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 just not going to work. That, <laughs> you might have to disconnect and reconnect or something. Yeah. Speaking of reconnecting, have you been remembering to date your wife? Always. I celebrated an anniversary recently what? and dated intensely <laughs> for, for a one to two day period. <laughs> One to two days is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's constant. Do we dare try pills. this? Uh, yes, oh, wow. This back. sounds good. I don't know what just, just, the, I don't know what happened. the mouse stuff in, though. Can't edit that out. That no, the, ma- the mouse stuff stays in. Okay. Dave, so did you turn the thermostat down in the middle of the night? No, I, I couldn't find it. Um, but then, so, yeah, next morning is the, hey, that room... Uh, a little warm and then i don't know what happened the next like the net last two or three nights we were there but it was arctic temperatures in that room but not gonna say anything like i'll yeah. i'll deal with that you think they were they were kind of pulling a rib on you at that point because you they complained about have. it but the other thing and i, I want to get tommy's thoughts on this because i know this would drive him crazy and I don't think I don't think your in-laws are fall into this, but uh, it's very uh, very carefree there with many things like pulling out the uh, the thing of peanut butter they just fed all of us and the kids and seeing it expired eighteen <laughs> months earlier. <laughs> 
And you just kind of looking at it, you're like, huh. That would never right. that would never stand in a house that I was in. But no, my in-laws my in-laws have the whole food sanitary thing on pretty serious lockdown. But no, I've been I've been at places where I I was concerned about such things and I'm not ashamed to check a date on a salad dressing or a jar of peanut butter and just opt out if things don't meet up to my standards. So do do you personally do you save yourself an opt out or do you kind of give the the family the the little throat <laughs> subtle throat cut? Oh no, that's what's the advent of smartphones has really been game changing on that because now I can I can just text thoughts to my wife at any point during a meal. Like, hey man, this uh, thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Having to do with dinner. Or maybe what we want to go on later on that night, you know, just uh, hey look, in about like, thirty minutes. <laughs> you're sending her tell Shayna Baszler submission <laughs> gifts. <laughs> Just be like, yeah, tell them you're feeling a little under the weather and meet me around Let's back. Get, here. get ready for the submission magician. Yeah, because I'll, I'll tell you, there's no greater aphrodisiac in this world than being in your uh, in-law's house with a whole bunch of people <laughs> and kids. This drives me wild. Yeah. It's the stuff dreams are made of, man. I think I think with mine, the biggest, the biggest thing is just the uh, between – in-laws house and like christmas christmas number two for us was at my parents house is when everybody goes to bed so in-laws it's like dude if if the household makes it past 10 o'clock that's <laughs> probably a rarity and like my parents house especially now that my dad is retired i mean he's like i just go to bed whenever i feel like it but like somebody's up in that house until like two in the morning every night Wow. And then the other that would never happen. And I'm not saying like one's right, one's wrong, but it's like go visit one one weekend and like it's ten fifteen, you're just kinda of looking around, like, where'd everybody go? And at the other at one in the morning, somebody's like, Hey, you wanna watch a movie? <laughs> you have you have a family switch jet leg. Yeah, I know. One place you're you're going to bed and when the local news comes on and the other one <laughs> Deep into the morning, you're watching Dirt Track VHS from 1985. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, I do find, because I was on the road for eight days over Christmas, and I do find being on somebody else's schedule, no matter how rational or reasonable that may be, is a big stressor for me. Just, you know, I just can't handle a cage, you know, as a wise man once said. Yes, Indeed. And uh, and that that did stress me out. So you know, I agree with Point Break Dave. The uh, the couple of nights of, at the uh, luxurious Fairfield Inn in Burleson, Texas. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, Burleson! Actually, there's a pretty funny story about that. So walked into the lobby of the hotel, and it's Burleson. So risk adjust for Burleson. So they had some kind of a. The front desk situation <laughs> Hold on, there let was. Me, let me tell this story. So we've all we've all stayed at hotels before. You walk in, there's a very obvious check-in counter, right? It's See, I, I you're already telling the story wrong. It no, was not obvious. This is this it's you walk in the main lobby, it's to the left, it's got the little luggage carts next to it, 
everything about this desk screams hotel check-in. Then on the right, you know, they have like the little where they serve breakfast. And then there's like a little like business center type deal with a, you know, computer and printer and whatever. So Tommy walks in over to the right, clearly a guest working on the business center computer happens to look like Big E and Tommy immediately walks over there and is trying to hand him his bag like, hey, uh, take care of this for me. So yeah, to summarize, I walked up to a guy sitting in the lobby on his laptop and tried to check in with him, handed him my license and credit card. It's a chop chop. <laughs> And then he asked you if he could interview you on his podcast to <laughs> review the whole year. Yes. So it all worked out. So you had to stay in Burleson, huh? Yeah. Man. Clo close to the parents' house. Now, if you're Point Break Dave, you would drive <laughs> to the Fairfield Inn in downtown Fort Worth and try to check in, which also happened. Yeah, that, that did happen. And then you get you get a little heat with the uh, guy. It's like we don't have your reservation. I was like, yeah, you do. <laughs> he's like, no. And then I pull out the email, and he's looking at. It, he's like, well, that says Burleson. <laughs> and then what was your response? It's like, oh, there's nothing you can do at that point. <laughs> yeah, I I rolled him up and had a referee come in <laughs> count three. Got out of there. So, did you guys, and I know I'm going to be the uh, outlier here, I did not see Midnight on New Year's Eve. Oh, really? I did not. Oh, I absolutely, I, absolutely did. I was at a New Year's Eve party. Wow. I was, uh, we didn't, like I've mentioned before, right, move into the new city, the uh, babysitter the bullpen of babysitters that we have now is is non-existent. So they're like, ah, we'll just stay home, put the kids to bed. The live PD countdown of their 40 greatest moments ended at 11. It ended at New York midnight. That ended. I was like, ah, I think I'm good. You just celebrated New York, New Year's Eve. It's the way so Vince McMahon would want. We... I definitely made it past midnight. We actually let the kids stay up till past midnight too, just a complete, just free for all. Um, Let's hear about the next day with that later. Uh, it was a little wheels off the next day. <laughs> um, but watch the, you know, the whatever New Year's Rock and Eve or the Ryan Seacrest thing with, you know, New York and saw that countdown, whatever, you know. I've seen it a lot of times, uh, but then they local, they had Lone Star New Year's Eve. I, th I think it, I don't know if it was in Grapevine or I don't remember where they were having it at, but the biggest like TV train wreck I've ever seen. And the bad thing is I didn't get on there until it was like 11:45, but just awkward transitions from the hosts to their correspondents. Um, they had like some bad cover bands that they would just show for a while. Uh, they were, they were just interviewing random drunk people without like 
clearly they hadn't like prepared anything. They just got two people and said, Hey, how are you celebrating your new year's? And two of the people they interviewed were clearly like German or some kind of Eastern European. You could barely understand them. And they're like, well, what do you have planned for the next year? What are you going to do? And they were like, we're going to try to have a lot more fun with each other. (laughs) And they just kind of quickly panned away. Then to top it all off, they take a break at like 11.55 or something, take like a three-minute commercial break. They come back, and they completely miss the 10-second countdown oh, the last no. 10 seconds of the year. There's oh, no. a, firework, a firework display they're going to show. So they have the shot of the firework display, but they miss the whole countdown where they're broadcasting at until like it's right, at, right after zero. Then they get the celebration, and then you get to see a... F- about a five-minute mom works awkwardly exploding out of Reunion Tower. <laughs> and it was the greatest thing I've seen on television. So, there, oh no God. doubt I'm watching the whole thing next time. I want to mention this because I, and I'm surprised I didn't uh, alert you to this, but I have been a faithful watcher when I lived in Dallas of the New or NYE and Big D or whatever they call, and I think it's the same thing you watched. It, it is. So they used to do it was in Victory Park. Yeah, but they don't do that anymore. So they're doing this now. Apparently, well, I will tell you my two, and it's always a train wreck. I'll tell you my two favorite. One time they were giving away a car. Do you remember this, Tommy? Will when you they, tell this one, and I'll tell the next one. Do you remember? They say keys. <laughs> yes. They. they gave, they gave the keys to this guy, and he was so fat, he got stuck in the car. He couldn't get back out. And it so didn't they, start. They they, uh, the, they have, like, I don't know, there's too many people to begin with. There's, like, seven or eight people. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, instead of just having, like, a drawing, like, does your key have number four on it? The bit was they had them all lined up. And then they'd take the first one and they stuck their key in the car. And if it started, then they won. And if it didn't, but all the other keys were basically just like a butter knife. It's just metal with no groove. So they all knew. And then, yeah. And then the big guy got stuck in the car. But the other one that cracked me up was they were doing a, uh, a branded thing with a live crew at, I think it was Windstar. Is either Windstar yeah, or Choctaw? It was Windstar because they were a sponsor. Yeah. So they had the big prices right type wheel, right? You know, the try to get a dollar one. So it had all these amounts on it. And I think the big one was five or $10,000. All the other ones were like $60. So they have four people lined up to spin them. And the first like three get like between 20 and $60 and they're trying to hype it up. Like, Oh, there's a $10,000. And then it's like 30. And I was like, uh. so the last guy gets up there. There's little to no resistance on this wheel. And he spins it. And I kid you not, it spun for like two and a half minutes, <laughs> which is an eternity. And the, the little, you know, master of ceremonies, he's like trying to vamp. And he's kind of looking over and, you can tell he wants to stick his foot out there and slow it down. <laughs> it was incredible. That that's good TV, man. Well, the the Nashville version. First of all, the Nashville version was 
clearly locally produced, so you had that white knuckle factor, but they had decent star power there. So they had Keith Urban as the headlining act, and they had somebody from Fleetwood Mac with them. And then uh, they get close to midnight, so the same thing. They do the break about 11.55, and they get back. And now what they've done is they've brought up all the performers throughout the entire day on the stage They've got a few bottles of champagne. They're ready to pop. Nicole Kidman's on the stage with Keith Urban. So they've got some decent star power. And they've handed the mic to the... I don't know if he's with the the, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, or, but he, he's like a... Um, he's not a talent, right? He's, he's the either the from the presenting sponsor or whatever, but he's essentially supposed to talk you home to the fireworks, but they came back a little early, so you can kind of tell he's panicking at about 11.58 because he, he, he doesn't know what to do, and they've thought he was going to lead us right up to the you know, 10, 9, 8, 7 countdown. Mm-hmm. So then he, he starts to kind of go into business for himself and's like, oh, no. well, hey, Keith Urban. And he like Keith Urban's just kind of standing there holding a bottle of champagne, and he's like has to kind of awkwardly get to the stage. Well, what's your New Year's resolution or some real generic question, which, which he you know, gives him a Rick Carlisle answer on. (laughs) And then the guy's panicking. And then he goes, the very give up. He's like, you know what? I'm so excited about the new year. Let's just start counting down from 30. Oh, no. (laughs) Because he doesn't know what else to say. And the crowd's not really playing along. So he's just kind of by himself with minimal crowd reaction, just going 30, 29 and gets all the way down to 10 before the graphics kick in. And then everybody kind of wakes up and starts counting, but it was, it was just cringe worthy. So of the celebrities, Dutch Mantel there. Yeah. Jerry Jarrett, Dutch Mantel, Jerry, the King Lawler. Yeah. Everybody was there. It was amazing. Did they, did they have it on that strip where they have all the, bachelorette parties and stuff no they had it in the they had it in the same park where they had the nfl draft which is close to that street but it wasn't on broadway i'm assuming you could see all the fireworks and stuff from broadway i can't even imagine what a nightmare that would have been but yeah i was at a i was at a new year's eve party that was listen to how haughty this sounds was somewhat organized by a social media influencer Ooh, yes which actually proved to be quite annoying because this particular lady was stopping the whole show down multiple times to get staged Instagram photos. Oh, no. Yeah, that was a bit of a beating. So this is a gramming presence and not a Twitter presence? Yes, this is a, this is a heavy gram presence. Oh. And it's definitely more aimed at the family mom audience, so I was, I was just along for the ride on this. This was not a... Uh, this is not anybody that was doing yoga poses on rocks or anything like that. So at the mention of Instagram and family, you're like triple out by yeah. this point. But we decided uh, we decided to play a game, you know, a good New Year's couples game while the kids were upstairs doing, you know, <laughs> Lord knows what. Well, well, well. I think Point Break Dave Mouse is back. Oh, no, the mouse is back. Dave, this is embarrassing. I mean, you'd think that considering this is what the fourth or fifth year of this show that we would have got to a point where we wouldn't have technical difficulties like this. Man. I mean, we get 
you you go on a major podcast to get us a little uh, to get us a little publicity, and, and this is the best we, we can back. produce. So, so we played this game, and I'm sure you've played this game before, but it's it's a uh, it's a popular party game. But everybody writes down. You get a fishbowl. <laughs> Everybody writes down three things on a piece of paper. So you write down like a person and a place and a thing. And then everything goes in the fishbowl. And then you, you basically play around that's like taboo, you know, where you can pretty much say anything to get them to guess. And then you put all the same things back in the bowl. And then you can only say one word to get them to guess. And then after you go through that round, you put them all back in the bowl again. And then you have to act it out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it sounds more difficult than it really is because by after you've heard them all twice, you know the acting out part proves to be pretty easy. So somebody, when I'm I'm performing uh, in the first round, and somebody writes, I don't I don't even know. I mean, it's not really humorous, but they write the one that I'm trying to get the people to guess is. It says, I guess this is a place. It says the bottom of a well. Okay. So I get it, and I'm I'm like, well, I got this, and I'm like, well, yeah, it's where baby Jessica ended up. Oh god, that's <laughs> the greatest clue ever. <laughs> and nobody knew what that was. How does nobody know what that is? Hold on, ended up, didn't they get her out? Well, eventually, yeah. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah. Temporarily I, resided. <laughs> she temporarily resided there, but Maybe nobody knew. I just had I just had a room of like twelve blank stairs. Wow. Well, I mean, that when did, did that occur. Happen? Like, so was like that, was that a, but was that a Texas, a more Texas regionalized thing? Would people in Tennessee not have been aware? I thought that had national media. Yeah, I think it's been too long. I mean, if, if you were, these are people around your age, I'm assuming. Yeah. And they're not from Texas. So it Correct. happened when they were six, eight years old, right. when they're living in non-Texas. I could see how they... Well, Never heard of it before. I was I was pretty disappointed because I felt like I nailed it. Well, I also feel like if she had if she had resided permanently in the bottom of the well, that it would have been <laughs> it been a little more John Bonet like. But the fact that they rescued her kind of kind of killed her celebrity a little yeah. bit. Right. Maybe if she'd like written a diary from the bottom of the well that people found and there's a book later. And then we could have gone people could have gone and visited that place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys want to talk about the NFL playoffs? Yeah. Uh, yeah, why not? So someone's city did well. Yes. Tighten up, win? as we like to say. Tighten up. Man. What a performance. So... We uh, obviously haven't recorded, so we missed our window to start with the wild card round. Right, but which is fine because I would have picked the Saints to the Super Bowl anyway, so it, it all worked out good for me. See, and that was our secret to Tommy losing this for the third year in a row. Bet every year is because he always screws up in the first round, and then we just coast, coast <laughs> exactly. to non last place. But no, so I, I guess think, at this I think point, we should do we the, the table talk. We don't know what we're going to have to watch, whoever loses. No, I think I think what it should be, and, and we don't have to decide right now, but I think the loser will have to review a documentary of the agreed upon by the two winners. So, similar premise. Okay. And uh, and maybe for the first time in, uh, in the illustrious history of this show, I won't lose. 
And I expect, because I fully expect to win this year, and I expect you guys to put in the level of effort that I have in the last two documentary reviews, which I might add, uh, two of our most listened to episode evers. 9-11 and... Did I say evers? Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can fix that in post. 9-11 and then Flat Earth. I, I, yeah. Both of those were, are, to this day, two of the most evers listened to episodes we've had. <laughs> Okay, and I'd like to think a lot of that is because of the effort I put into it. So I think what we'll do is 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 we'll start here. I've I've written down very quickly. uh, I've scribbled our names, so we'll take turns uh, going first, second, and third. We'll be picking the game straight up, not against the spread. I'm just going to go right down the uh, right down the action list for this weekend. So uh, we'll start with with you, uh, Glenn. Okay. So uh, Minnesota and San Francisco. San Francisco by a thousand points. Uh, point break, Dave. Oh, oh my gosh, Dave. Austin is trying to censor him. I think that's the. At least we got a new character. Yeah. Does the mouse finish last? Does the mouse have to review the documentary? If the mouse can't give us a pick, then the mouse is going to finish last. <laughs> I just would. I'm I just. Have, I have no idea what's going on. Okay, well, this is becoming quite aggravating. But who would you pick between Minnesota and San Francisco? San Francisco. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm not going to disagree with you guys at this point. Even though I don't believe in San Francisco, I'm not going to disagree. Dave, you get to go first on Tennessee and Baltimore. Baltimore. Yes, I will also go Baltimore. Baltimore by 800 points. <laughs> the next game, which I will pick first, Kansas City and Houston. I will take Kansas City uh, by one in overtime. I will take Kansas City comfortably. I will also, we're going just, straight chalk all over the place but yeah Kansas City's not losing to Houston yes Glenn Seattle at Green Bay ooh the Packers of Green Bay (laughs) kicking the oblong ball through the big H this is going to be close I think Green Bay is going to win a pretty ugly game a very 19 to 17 type contest. Okay. Point break, Dave. For, uh, I could go either way to be different. I'll go Seattle. I'm also going to go Seattle on this one. So now is where it's going to get exciting because we all have different teams left. So in the case of point break, Dave, you have a matchup of San Francisco and Seattle. Who would you see going through that to the Super Bowl? San Francisco. All right. And since we're now differing in your Baltimore KC matchup, who do you have going to the Super Bowl? Um, Baltimore. Okay. We'll get back to you for your Super Bowl pick. I uh, also have a San Francisco Seattle matchup. I'm going to put Seattle through to the Super Bowl against Baltimore. Remember this moment. Because this is where I have won the documentary. Yeah. Glenn, San Francisco and Green Bay. Uh, 
Let's just go straight across the board. Every oh no, you've got Seattle, but I'll I'll go I'll go San Francisco. And then KC Baltimore. I'm not convinced. You ready for the controversial opinion? Sure. <laughs> I'm not convinced that a black quarterback is going to get to the Super Bowl this year, so I'm going to go with Kansas City. <laughs> Even with the effective play action. <laughs> I didn't take that into account. So why is it so effective? Have you guys ever wondered that? I wish somebody would figure that out. They have a fantastic scheme. I guess you haven't seen them play. But um, Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Chiefs. Super Bowl. I'm going to take Baltimore to win the Super Bowl. Dave? I have Baltimore and San Francisco. That is correct. I'll take, I'll take San Francisco. Interesting. Wow. And the San Francisco Kansas City matchup, and huh. it's tough. What a tough call. Where's the Super Bowl this year? Do we know where it's being played? I'm just stalling. <laughs> I th- I think it's at the Cotton Bowl <laughs> on the ice rink. In that case, give me the Kansas City Chiefs, who's franchise started as the Dallas Texans playing in the cotton bowl. That gives me my answer. So I'm taking the chiefs. So many omelet stations. It's in Miami, by the way. Oh yeah, definitely chiefs. Then San Francisco has got to travel cross country. That's a curse. Yeah. That's an, that's an easy under on that game. Man, good times for Florida super bowl and WrestleMania. And let's not forget that the uh, XFL season starts in exactly one month. Everyone be on the lookout for the Tell Me Where to Turn DraftKings XFL Weekly. <laughs> I was talking about I was talking to a guy today about setting up a just as a bit, setting up an XFL fantasy league. If you guys oh, want in, in, I could just stack Dallas Renegades in there. Yeah. I think I could be convinced to uh, participate in something like that. Speaking of fantasy football, this article, and I give full credit to Point Break Dave, he he found this out. Are you in any fantasy football leagues that have a last place penalty right now? Uh, yeah, but it's not like anything weird. You You basically, if you finish last, you're limited as to how high you can pick in the next year's draft lottery so there's no humiliation i guess i should have clarified is there a humiliation penalty no the humiliation is you can't pick in the top five so the league that that dave and i are in i'm in several but the one that we're in for the the biggest dollar amount the uh it's not it's not an amazing humiliation but uh it coincides with our our monthly poker game and whoever finishes last um has to wear an outfit chosen by the league winner or the, the 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 winner of the Super Bowl to the next poker event. As you can imagine, over the years, this has almost strictly gone down the political lines. <laughs> and we've been very fortunate in that the last place guy every year has always been somebody with a very polarized political opinion. So the... Uh, Twinks for Beto shirt has come into play. <laughs> we had a uh, you know a, a staunch uh, anti-Trumper 
wearing the you know Donald Trump America tanks guns tank top. It was the, amazing. Uh, the guy this year, he doesn't know. Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this podcast. Will be wearing a Hillary Clinton onesie, <laughs> adult onesie, and this sucker cost over a hundred bucks. So there's commitment to the bit. But nothing is going to top this league that Point Break Dave made me aware of today because it's not only a great bit, but it also has a great out clause in it. So the penalty for finishing last place in this league is that you have to spend 24 consecutive hours inside of a Waffle House. I I heard about this, yeah. But the catch is for every waffle that you eat – you can subtract one hour from your time penalty. Waffles are pretty, uh, they're of size there. These are not small waffles. It's like the whole plate, right? Right. And and I don't remember, because they have pictures in this article because he was tweeting as he was eating. I don't remember the Waffle House waffles having that much girth when we used to go. Have they changed they their they're recipe? Big. Yeah. But yes, they're they are gargantuan. Does, he doesn't have to get cheese on him or anything like that. No, it's it's he actually judging by this guy's Twitter feed, he probably approached it much like I would, which is very rationally. He didn't eat it with any butter or syrup. He tried to eat them dry, drink water. You know, he really tried to like actually make this where he wouldn't end up vomiting later. And I will say, half the I mean, great premise but this guy's essentially live tweeting of it this guy did a phenomenal job just with like talking about the shift changes and (laughs) oh my waffle chef left he won't be back till eight o'clock was there any chance he was sitting at some point at like up at the bar right next to the the chefs and then discussed very loudly the hypothetical of would you ever work at a waffle house as a chef for a hundred thousand a year, and then the other person just vehemently says no, that would suck. It would be miserable with the cook like two feet from you. Did they do that? What was it my proudest moment? <laughs> but the the more I advance in my career, the more appealing that sounds. I will say that at the time I was more vehemently opposed to it then than I am now. He even at one point had somebody come and get his car and leave with it so that he wouldn't be tempted to shirk on the bet. He equated it to burning the ships. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty amazing. So do you know what his end waffle count was? I think it was seven or eight. Or did he? No, he got to 10, didn't he? No, he ate 12 waffles. Oh, wow. An hour? So no, he sh- he took him the better part of the day, but he shaved twelve hours off his time by eating twelve waffles over the course of I think nine or ten hours. I was gonna say I feel like I feel like he could eat one of those waffles an hour, especially like you said, if it's just water, you're not putting the extras on there, because the first two or three hours I think would be pretty easy, and then you'd have to start you have to start pressing a little bit after that. I imagine there's a bathroom stop about six hours in. That's not real pleasant. (laughs) Oh, man. That reminded me of another hypothetical we had about the guy that tried to figure out, and I don't remember what it was, in 24 hours to eat $1,000 worth of food at McDonald's. 
Yeah. yeah. I think we determined that that was impossible. No, that, right? that was physically impossible. I feel like the yeah. Waffle House bet is a good mix because you really are controlling your own destiny. If you just don't want to do it, you just have to stay at Waffle House for 12 hours, which is probably more dangerous than trying to eat it's the 12 24. Wa- yeah, I'm sorry, for 24, 24 hours, but which is probably more dangerous than trying to eat the 12 waffles, judging by the amount of shootings that take place at Waffle Houses. Ah, <laughs> uh, You can't. You can't argue that. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. So, do you have a prediction if you were in this predicament, what you how you would attempt to play it? I, I think I could get ten waffles in under four hours. See, I wouldn't even try that. I think what I would do is I would show up in the morning and I would order bacon and waffles, and I would eat two waffles and three or four strips of bacon for breakfast, and then I would just sit back and kill time the rest of the 24 hours and not even try to eat anything else. Was he able to, uh, like, could he have, obviously he had his phone there because he's live tweeting the whole thing, but can he sit there and just binge watch, you know, Stranger Things, or does he have to just sit in the booth and talk to people? It doesn't say specifically, but I, I mean, my understanding was he could do whatever he needed to do to entertain himself. He just couldn't leave Waffle House. He just had to okay. stay physically inside Waffle House for 24 hours. Because I think it's a lot more difficult if the rules are you have to sit there and maybe you can tweet. But other than that, you can't watch anything. You know, there's, you can't do anything else to kill the time. That would make it miserable. Otherwise, you could just be like, I'll shave a few hours off here and there, but yeah, I could be here for 16 hours straight. But I think that's how I would play it. Cause I, I think, I think I, I would just get in my own head trying to eat, eat the waffles. I think I would make myself sick. Just, just get in my own head about it. So I don't, I don't think I could, I, I wouldn't even attempt it. I don't think. And that would be the worst thing if you were like 10 hours in and then you got stomach issues. Cause you still can't leave. Yeah. Right. And you wouldn't be the first person to ever get stomach issues because of Waffle House. Let's be very transparent about that. And I don't think you want... That's not a bathroom you want to be visiting at a point of desperation. (laughs) No, it is most certainly not. Like, at all. Uh, I was going to bring this up earlier. Did you guys make any New Year's resolutions? Do you do that? I did. Okay, anything significant or... If you guys remember the... uh... Was it to screw up the audio of our podcast? <laughs> check, check mark. Shoot your age. Uh, no, if you guys remember the uh, great 2018 resolution, I had to eat queso every day. And I kid you not, I hit 310 out of the 365, I guarantee. <laughs> that is amazing. This, and you guys, we can, we can update this in the podcast. This year, I want to have, and I think we all know this, I don't gamble enough. (laughs) And I want to have some sort of bet placed every day of the year. And that's going to get hard when we get out of, like, NBA season, I'm good. When we get into the, where I'm having to bet, you know, European hockey, or (laughs) it's going to get, it's going to get tough. So you mean specifically a sports bet? Like you couldn't just play like online poker and call that a bet? No, I mean, well, I don't play online poker anymore. But I mean, if I went to, well, I was going to say if I went to Vegas, but I would have a sports bet every day I'm there anyway. It'll probably be a sports bet every day. Okay. But if I played poker in a day and didn't make a sports bet, that would count. Okay, because I feel like, like at least for me, 
like I play the Chinese poker app on my phone for money and I play it every day. No, I'm not counting that. Okay. Cause in that case I would say, well, I did that in 2019 and 18 and no. probably 17 as well. No, this has to be, this is, I'm not counting that. I'm not counting DraftKings. I'm counting some type of sports bet. Or if I was in Vegas, I would count other gaming. So mine is, uh, mine are all physical related. Okay. If you count sex as physical, do we? Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> I want to <laughs> I want to get my golf handicap into the single digits. I think we're I think there's very good likelihood that's going to happen this year. But here's my other one. I wanted to run this past you. I've got a I've got a pull-up goal in mind. Oh. Okay. You have my interest? Yeah. So what I want to do in this and you guys may already be able to do this, but but here's my problem with pull-ups. I can do pull-ups, but I run out of gas really fast on pull-ups. Wait. <laughs> Uh-oh, Dave, fix, fix, the, fix the mouse, Dave. Fix the mouse. So, so how, many, how many pull-ups can you do right now unassisted? If, in, if you can, in one if you set. Can, if you can do pull-ups, that means you don't run out of gas. I don't, no, I don't know if I follow your logic. Well, like you, you're saying you can do one... No, no, I can do probably seven or eight pull-ups right now in a set. And then I'm and then I can't and then I'm I'm either breaking form so bad I can't do anymore or I can't do them at all. Are you talking wide grip? Yeah, I'm talking front facing wide grip all the way locked out and then all the way up to your chin. Like a, a legitimate full range of motion pull-up, no cheating, okay. no swinging. Nothing like that. Um, I don't know if it's not I, wide, wide grip. I, I'm just going to guess that I could do somewhere 10 to 15. If it's like the neutral grip, I could definitely do 20 or more. Yeah. The neutral grip's easier though. So yeah, no. So I'm saying wide grip. What was the goal you're trying? So to get? I'm trying to get 15 consecutive pull-ups. Wow. That's the goal. But let me tell you what I'm doing to, get to the goal. I'm actually, I've started working on this last week. So I'm actually using the assist right now because I feel like I need to build, build up my pull-up stamina. Okay. So, because I can, I, like I said, I can do seven or eight right now clean. So I'm putting the weight assist on there and trying to do sets of 20 with assistance to build up my pull-up stamina. And then I'm going to slowly taper back the weight and then hopefully get there in plenty of time to hit my goal, but that's, that's my goal. So single digit handicap, 15 pull-ups. Okay. Dave, any thoughts on the method here? Uh, I don't, I don't hate the, I don't hate the method. Wish you'd done something a little more mainly like pick a deadlift weight or something than assisted pull-ups. I've retired from deadlifting, so there will be no more deadlifts back injury yes i've injured my back twice doing it now and that's the last that will be the last time tommy's okay. gonna be like i want to do 25 hip abductors <laughs> on the machine <laughs> i want to be get the gold standard on kegels <laughs> glenn any resolutions um, for you 
I, I would just say first on the pull-ups, the only other thing that I've read before trying to increase how many you can do was just to say pick a total number that you want to do in a workout, just say 50, and then you do basically however many you can do in the first set, maybe not all the way to complete failure, but until you're starting to wear out and then just do as many as you can. It doesn't matter if you don't do the same amount, right? You just keep doing sets until you get to 50. Yeah. And then if you stay with that, eventually you'll increase sure. every single set. Yeah. I just don't so. think I can, I, I kind of tried to do that on my first attempt of the year, but I, I mean, I gassed myself so bad it was a disaster. So that's why I decided to opt for the assisted, the weight assistance. But that does make sense, and maybe maybe we'll get there. We'll get there uh, after a little bit of conditioning work that I need to do. Clearly, yeah. Uh, man, I don't know if I have any. I asked the question, but I don't think I have any good ones. Should I? I, I got my stats from Twenty Four Hour Fitness today for Twenty Nineteen. And maybe I can get to the gym more. I had apparently one hundred and sixty two check ins over the course of last year. So not quite 50, 50. Is that unacceptable? That is what day is 162 days into the year. Cause that's when I'll have 162 <laughs> check-ins. Good Lord. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's a resolution. I don't know. Goal resolution. That's, that's the same thing. You got a pull up goal. I think I want to be able to, uh, even though I hate running, uh, I want to get back to where I can run a 5k, That's which, good. which used to be like, Hey, let's run a 5k tomorrow morning. Okay. I'll be there at 7am. And now it's more of a, see if I, and I mean by running it, I mean like run it beginning to end, no stop, whether it's no being walking. out of shape or leg falling off <laughs> power through. Yeah. And I also need to read more books because you've heard me talk on this and I think I'm losing my brain and my vocabulary and everything because I don't read anything but Twitter. <laughs> and last year, I think the only book I read beginning to end was a book about Jim Jones and Jonestown. <laughs> but I feel like you cited that on the podcast a lot. Like you got you got mileage out of that one book you read. You it sounded very book. you sounded very intelligent amazing book i would well i'm not going to read it again but it was really good so yeah i think that's all i've got to offer well that's good so as we're wrapping up the show tonight we've got some exciting stuff planned we've got a trip coming up here in a couple of weeks that i'm sure will give us plenty of good show content depending on some other factors it could give us a lot of really good show content <laughs> We'll uh, we'll we'll uh, see if Drew McIntyre uh, wins the Royal Rumble or not to decide. Right, uh, we've got that uh, to look forward to. We've we've still got some uh, some other wrestling reviews. We're mere months away from the road to WrestleMania, so I'm sure there'll be some interesting hypotheticals thrown out as we lead up to that. Yeah, I would imagine the next probably three episodes are all going to be very wrestling intensive where it's whether it's a preview of the royal rumble trip or a review of the trip itself yeah. so and maybe we as a show should set a goal to just maybe record at least every other week for this year i mean is that too much to ask no i think we can knock out 26 episodes we got more than that last year yeah if i can knock out 15 pull-ups we can knock out 26 episodes 
Do you have a pull-up bar in your house? Because we may need to have you do 15 while Glenn <laughs> and I commentate. You know what? We could. Pro- I could probably make that happen. I could probably. I could probably string that together for us. Yeah. All right. So what I need to do, if your goal is 15, I just need to make sure at all times I can do at least 16. So if you meet your goal, I could still be like, that's pretty good. Or, or if we run into Becky Lynch somewhere and I'm like, hey, Bex, watch, let me knock out 15 pull-ups real quick. You can knock out 16. And then walk her straight to the bathroom. <laughs> there was a dream. I broke in.